0: Welcome everyone. I'm Kelly Brooks, Pastor Stevens' wife, if you don't know me already. Uh, welcome to our recording today at our ministry headquarters. I see some unfamiliar faces, which is good. I see some familiar faces and some are still on the way. I'd like to remind you to uh, please turn off your cell phones or put them on vibrate. Okay. And, uh That's it. If you need to use the restroom, it would be great to do that now. Okay, if you can. And also I want to welcome our live stream audience that's watching from all over the world. We welcome you. Uh, Just act as if you're in the audience with us. And please, I encourage you all to worship with us. Stand up and worship the Lord. And also have your faith out there for your healing. If you need a healing in your body, if you need healing in your finances, whatever your needs are today. The Lord will meet every one of them. So get your faith out there and be expecting a miracle. Okay? All right. Now, Shireen, go ahead and lead us in worship today.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Stand on your feet with me. Hallelujah. We are going to praise the name of the Lord. Is the Lord worthy today? He's worthy of praise. And we're going to bless him with everything within us. We will bless his holy name. Amen. I strongly encourage you to participate. We have the words here for you to be able to follow along. Clap your hands, sing unto the Lord, and feel free to praise him in freedom. Amen. Jesus, be revealed. Come on, sing it. Open the gates. Open the gates, Lord. Reveal your glory. Open the nations. Open the nations. Establish your kingdom. Open up those heavens. Open the heavens. Pour out, pour out your spirit. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, be revealed jesus Jesus be revealed Jesus he's a new creation all things have passed away behold all things have been come new amen those hands. You're calling me over. Us. Our best years are in front of us. Come on. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Glory to God. He takes us higher and higher and higher, higher and higher and higher. Whoo! There goes the evergreens. Glory to God. All those pine needle smells. Glory to God. Those fragrances of the evergreens going higher and higher and higher and higher way above the snake line, way above the places where darkness wells. We are way seated with him in the heavenly realms in Christ we are way 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 above this earth glory to God and we go from glory to glory You take us higher and higher and higher, you take us higher and higher and higher, and we're forever changed, forever changed. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest, hallelujah. Highest praise we bless your holy name you are so worthy you are so worthy Jesus of all the praise and all the glory all the honor, all the dominion and power and might, it all belongs to you, King Jesus. You are great and greatly to be praised. We're going to sing this song, We Praise Your Name. Let the earth rejoice. Let us lift up our voice to the Lord of all. Let the nation sing praises to our King, for He is God with us. Amen. We pray. shout, come on, and let the people shout, let the victory out, we have won the war, come on, we won the war, and let the people dance, we are God's romance, and he loves us so, let the people shout, and let the people shout, let the victory out, we have won We pray. Glory to God in the highest.
2: Amen and amen. Yes, glory to God. Lord, we do praise your name. Yes. Uh, right in this area, uh, beautiful fragrances that are swirling around. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Praise yes. the Lord. Awesome. Amen. The Lord. Hallelujah. Well, hello uh, to everybody in the live audience. Why don't you just turn around and greet the person next to you in the love of the Lord. We're glad that you're here. I see some out-of-staters. What a blessing to have you with us today in God's house. Praise God. I'm just glad that it's not freezing cold. Hallelujah. It's a little warm, but I'll take the heat any day over the uh, the challenges of the 30 degrees, 20 degrees. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you say praise the Lord? Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to Jesus today. Praise the Lord. One more time. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Where's Sister Jewel at? There you are. God bless you. Nice to see you in person. God bless you today. I see Brother Cam sitting back there, and uh, your wife. It's nice to see you again as well uh, from Maryland. Is that correct? Yes, wonderful to have everybody here. Sister Genty, I see you hiding over there. Amen. And that Jewel, your, your friend, glad that you're here as well today. And everybody, even on the back row back there, God bless you as well. Praise God. Mm-mm. Now, everybody watching online, welcome today into the house of the Lord. I am Pastor Stephen Brooks. I'd like for you to take your Bibles. Meet me in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12. And let's talk just for a couple of minutes as we receive the holy tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs, the book of wisdom. And this will be chapter 12. In essence, uh, let, let's make it Proverbs chapter 8. If I said 12, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 8. Uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12. And what we really see here is wisdom. Contrasted as a person, you could maybe say wisdom is being personified, and of course, the person would be the Lord Jesus himself. So, Proverbs 8, verse 12 I, wisdom, dwell or live with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. So, we know that we're talking in context about wisdom. Verse 17 I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Aren't you glad about that? This is not like an endless hide-and-go-seek. No, you will find the wisdom of God. You will find the Lord. And, of course, uh, course verse 18, the riches and honor are with me. Mm, enduring riches and righteousness. Praise God. Now, verse 21, that I may cause those who love me to do what? To go bankrupt? To live out on the street? No, to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasuries. Now, notice this. It says that I may cause those who love me, me being wisdom, wisdom being personified. This is really the Lord himself who uh, in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, your prosperity, you need to understand, is anchored in your love walk with the Lord. It really revolves around... um having a relationship with God where you just love God. And out of that flows everything else that brings happiness and joy and peace in our lives that I may cause those who love me. Mm. You know, the, uh, the word love, as you see expressed in the New Testament, it's different in many different facets there's actually five variations of the word love uh, it's not brought out in the English but in the original Greek is quite clear and when you're reading through the New Testament particularly you want to ask yourself what type of love is this is this phileo love as in brotherly love where we get the city of Philadelphia uh, which has its name uh, the city of brotherly love uh, is it eros love which is more of a romanticized love and you have these different uh, definitions of love. Or is it, is it a word that wasn't used that much in the original culture of the Greek, but Paul took it, and John the Apostle took it, and they used it to reveal one of the core natures, if not the core nature of God, which is agape love. It's a sacrificial love that says, God, I love you. I love you, and I'm willing to express that even through my giving, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. Can you say yes? yes. Hallelujah. I believe God's going to bring you wealth as you love God, as you love God people as you love those who love you and as you love those who even would hate you hallelujah and that's the amazing thing you can even reach out and love those who would hate you would be jealous would even uh, write things against you that would be a, even a false report but you can pray for people you can love for people and I think one of the most amazing things is to see somebody who used to be an enemy now be an advocate hallelujah hallelujah mm. I was in a town one time where not everybody liked the preaching of Pastor Stephen Brooks, and uh, it seemed like uh, some people were very upset because I was bringing a flavor of uh, what I would call the full gospel. I was teaching that Christ is not just... Your savior and your deliverer from sin, but he's also your healer, if you'll believe him for that. Oh, and you would have seen the, you talking about the devil jumping out of the woodwork. When I started preaching Jesus as healer, I mean, some of the people just, I mean, worked up into a frenzy, you know, and uh, and it began to spread, and uh, these people were trying to contaminate other people, and there was one person who didn't quite know what to think about me, but over a period of time, this person got to know me, And this person became a staunch defender, not so much of me, but but the message that I was carrying, which is that God loves you. Jesus will forgive your sins, but Jesus can also heal your body. And I would even tell people that Jesus can help you financially. God actually cares about your finances. And, oh, but some of the uh, old hardliners were just, I mean, they, they would do everything they could to destroy my name in the community. And unbeknownst to me, In a large meeting where many of the members of the community had gathered together for a purpose, a person hijacked the meeting and turned a whole meeting into a thing against Pastor Stephen Brooks. I didn't even know it. I I didn't even know there was a meeting in the community where all the people were gathered together, and a few people turned it where the the, it was supposed to be about a different subject, but they made it basically about how bad I was—a heretic, false teacher. And right when this one person was verbally ripping me before the whole community, and I had no idea meeting was even going on, I'm just, I'm just living my life happy, I didn't even know this stuff was going on, while this one person was barbecuing me, this lady stood up and said, now hold on just a minute, I know Pastor Stephen Brooks, I cut his hair, I spent time with him, and everything that's being said about him is a lie. And you all know me. I'm one of you. But I will not sit here and listen to these lies about this innocent man. And she ripped all of them to pieces verbally. And I, and I had no idea all this was going on. Hallelujah. But God began to break through. Hallelujah. And people that used to be an enemy would begin to come up to me on the side. And just would begin to express, uh, you know, interest Interest in things begin to break through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But love. Love. That I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. Mm -mm. The more of the love of Christ that you have, I just believe God will just bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you. Can you say yes? But all revolves around love. Praise God. Some of my most fierce critics have been Christians. Sure it's quiet today. Amen. But Christians who don't understand that the body of Christ is a lot larger than what they have ever imagined. Some people get this tunnel vision. And they think if you're not uh, in their type of church or whatever, then you're not even saved. A lady walked up to our church one time, knocked on the doors. Oops, praise God. Amen. One of my church members answered the door and said, of the church, said, yes, can we help you? She said, what kind of church is this? And she said, well, we're a non-denominational, spirit-filled church. And this lady said, oh, if it, ain't, if it ain't what I belong to, it ain't nothing. And walked off. You know, and, uh, but some people, see, love would never do something like that. Even if you disagree. <laughs> the, the agape love of Christ would never do anything like that. Look, I respect Hindus. I respect Muslims. Because you're never going to win somebody over just by bulldozing them. It's the love of Christ. Mm. And love would never do anything out of order. When you read through 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you understand that love in a person would never antagonize somebody, irritate somebody. Look, I can take a homeless person off the street. Who's never been to a five-star restaurant and doesn't even know if he should pick up the big fork or the small fork. But if that person is saved and has the agape love of Christ inside of their heart, I can take that person with me anywhere and they would never do anything to embarrass Jesus. They may not have education, may not not be familiar with the settings. They may have to ask, what do I do? But they would never do something that would purposely, on purpose, defame the name of Jesus or embarrass the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Love. Love for the Lord. Glory to God. I'm just trying to take the offering today. Praise God. Amen. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings. Always love the Lord. It begins there. Your prosperity is rooted in your relationship with God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Let your heart be sensitive. Let your heart be sensitive to those who need the touch of God. Mm, mm, mm. I remember my wife was in New York City right right before the election, or actually right after the election, when Mister Trump Mister Trump had won. Is that correct, Kelly? During and after. And right after Mr. Trump had won, she had to take a taxi. She got into the taxi, and he was a Muslim driver, and he was terrified. He was so upset. He thought, he thought that somehow Mr. Trump, because of all the, all the lying media, that somehow President Trump was now going to gather up all the Muslims and just throw them out of the country. And my wife said, Mr. Trump loves Muslims. And Mr. Trump would never do anything like that. And she so calmed that man down and poured the love of God all over that man that he said you know what I am so happy now I'm going to take the day off and I'm going to go home and just relax I haven't had peace like this that I've ever known and he said I'm taking the day off I don't want anything to mess up this peace that you have spoken into my life Mm -mm. glory to God that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth wealth is your inheritance thank you Lord Jesus walk in the Lord, and love him with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, the wealth is the icing on the cake, and you're going to have it, praise God, all right, if you want to give online, you can do so, please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org, there's a link on the homepage called tithes and offerings, sow and reap, and you can go there right now, and bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord, if you want to mail them in, That is fine as well. Please send them to Stephen Brooks International, PO Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28117. Those of you in the live studio audience, if you want to give right now at this time, raise your hand for an envelope if you have not yet been served. And uh, there's a form on there for a credit card or whatever you'd like to do. Put it in there. Hallelujah. Put it in there and get ready to get blessed. Praise God. Have you already got your offering ready? You got it ready. All right, let's go ahead and receive those. Praise the Lord today. Glory to God. Mm -mm. To inherit wealth that I may fill their treasuries. Treasuries. God's going to fill up your storehouses. Praise the Lord. With good stuff. With good stuff. You know, I have a, uh, a minister friend of mine that whenever he travels, he actually carries with him a jewelry box. And when he goes to speak as a guest minister, he will open it up, and inside of that box are the most beautiful rings you've ever seen, and he'll just give them away for free. He's got watches in there. Uh, He's got all kinds of uh, brooches and precious jewels and rings. And uh, what kind of a person even thinks to do stuff like that? A person who loves the Lord. And a person who loves people. And when he opens up that box, it's just jaw-dropping stuff. Praise God. And he's just giving it out for free. For free. Mm, praise the Lord. Praise God. And he's blessed, too. Hallelujah. Just got himself a beautiful Jaguar. Praise God. Brother Michael, bring the uh, the offerings and tithes over here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for the giving in the studio. The giving online. Bless your people with wealth and riches, and may we always be tied to the foot of the cross, loving you, O God, and enjoying the life that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm blessed. Praise God. Amen. And you are. Well, let's go today to Acts chapter 2, and you know what's over there, hallelujah, some Pentecostal fire. Ooh, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. We're in Acts chapter 2. We'll start in verse 1. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that as we go into it, that your Holy Spirit would breathe life on it, that the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light, that we can see it, we can take it and apply it to our lives. We thank you, Father. We live by your word and its principles. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost, say Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, one uh, theologian who was an expert in the original Greek languages, uh, he he was putting forth a strange doctrine. And he said, according to this verse and my analyzation of this verse, this is proof to me that the early church, the Christians in the early church, all drove Honda's. We all stopped and said, what in the world? And he said, can't you see it? says they were all in one accord. Oh, okay. Then he went on to another verse about the Toyota Camry. No, I better stop. Praise God. We know that means they were all together. Some of you need to smile. Praise God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Mm Mm-hmm. I tell you what, to get all those people in that room, you'd feel like you're all squeezed into a little Honda. Praise God. Uh, Honda just moved uh, big global operations to North Carolina just a couple of years ago for the Honda Jet. I don't really want a Honda Jet. I think it's a little cramped in space, but uh, it certainly is a nice airplane. Praise the Lord. Well, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled The whole house where they were sitting, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Well, this is the Feast of Pentecost. Uh, This is very interesting. You had three major feasts, seven overall feasts, but three major feasts in which the adult males were required to come up to Jerusalem uh, during the year. Those three major feasts would be Passover, and then 50 days later, Pentecost, and then towards the, uh, the fall, you would have the Feast of Tabernacles, sometimes called the Feast of Booths or the Feast of the Ingathering praise God, but this is Pentecost, so this is one of the three, this is one of the big ones, and this was a time when the population of Jerusalem would increase by uh, anywhere from 700,000 people to a million uh, the Jewish historian Josephus said sometimes there would be literally one million visitors during these grace feet feast days because all the men are coming up. And, of course, they would bring their families. And people are not only coming from throughout Israel, but you had Jews even that lived in other countries. They would be coming in as well for these major feasts. Really good for all the people that had the hotels and all the little shops and businesses, of course. They would be excited about that. So this is Pentecost uh, known to the Jews as the Feast of Shavuot, sometimes called the Feast of Weeks because it is seven weeks plus one day from uh, Passover. We call it Pentecost because we see that here in the Bible, but that comes from the Greek, the original Greek meaning Pentecosta, which is actually the number 50 or 50 days after Passover. Praise the Lord. But very, very interesting. It says, "When the day of Pentecost had fully come," if we really do look at the feast particularly the large ones, the, the the three big ones, what is a feast, in essence, all about? I can I can wrap it up in one word: eating. Can you say yes? Hallelujah! And if there's eating, which is a lot of fun, somebody's going to be doing a whole lot of cooking. Is that true? Oh, yes, praise the Lord. Eating is enjoyable, but I think for, you know, certain people that like to cook, they're they're just really into it. I'm talking getting up at 5 in the morning and cooking, and, uh, you know, people take satisfaction out of others eating the food, and uh, it, it gives you a, a, a wonderful feeling in your heart. So a feast is really about eating. It's about cooking. You're going to, of course, take the time off for work. Everything is closed. It's vacation holiday time during these feasts. A time also for fellowship. Uh, study of the Word, study of the Torah, this would be the time where you'd go up to the temple, you'd hear good teaching from the rabbis, and you could just relax. But But it's all revolving around a feast which centers around food and the cooking and all of the wonderful flavors and things like that that come out of the Middle East and out of Israel. It's wonderful. So, in the middle of this feast, they're all at somebody's house having a prayer meeting. You ever stop to think that's that's a little bit unusual that's like having for our culture that's like having the Super Bowl being played and you go to church to a prayer meeting because even most Christians are watching the Super Bowl and that's okay you know if you want to watch it that's fine but you're but you you'd have to be a really small minority you'd almost have to be weird to leave the Super Bowl and go to a prayer meeting I mean you could pray at any time right but you're going to skip The World Series, or the NBA Finals, or Wimbledon, and you're going to actually go and pray, even though you actually have an interest in that, you somehow skip that to come over here and pray, and here there's a feast going on, and yet, I mean, this is obviously going down in the morning, because when the Spirit was poured out, verse 15, Peter stood up and said, these are not drunk, as you suppose, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning, so all the cooking, which people could get so excited about, well, you've got a little group that said, forget the beans and rice. There's something else going on that we can't miss. You've got a small group that are so dialed in, they're, they're not even really catching. Now, now, they know the spirit of the feast, but it's not like they're really kind of caught up in that. They actually know that Jesus is the feast. He is Pentecost. I mean, all the feasts were prophetic messages unveiling different aspects of who God is. And so they know something bigger is going on. So the fact that they're here in this little room tells me one thing sacrifice. Because everybody else is over there having fun. And the the essence of the feast also the joy of the Lord is your strength. Eat, be merry. Have a second helping, brother. Brother, you still look like you're hungry. Here's a third helping. And it's just, it's a great time. But they have pulled out of that, and they're over here praying. Hmm. There is, there is sacrifice. Absolutely. You know, you have to understand this, because I I was talking to a Christian man. He'd stand in church and prophesy. He would pray. He would stand in church and read the Bible. And you'd think, ooh, that might be the next St. Francis of Assisi. But he has—he had something about sacrifice where he just struggled with it. He struggled with it. He said to me, he said, Pastor Stephen, he said, only the Lord knows that when the month of March comes around, I shut everything down. For it is the month of March madness, and I'm glued to the TV 24 He said, that collegiate national championship basketball thing boils in my blood. I've got to watch every game. I've got to learn every team. I want to know every player. And I said, if I know God, that would be the time He'd want to visit you. But He said, oh, Pastor Stephen, God couldn't. God wouldn't do it in March. I said, He'd do it on purpose. Because he said in his word he will have no other gods before him but as, as, as much as he loved the Lord March was his and not even the Holy Spirit was coming into that room on March Woo! so there's an element of sacrifice he couldn't connect with because he wasn't willing to give something up even if Christ himself came as a visitor he'd say come back in April <laughs> oh if you want to go to a new level You need to understand sacrifice, and not all Christians understand it, Uh, but I have to admit, even some old sinners have a good grasp of it. Even the world understands if you want to go to the top. Somewhere along the line, you are not going to be able to skip out on this area of sacrifice. The world record holder in the 100 meters, Usain Bolt, who shattered the world record. A lot of people think, oh, genetic gifting. Uh, he's got more fast twitch muscle fibers. Look, I, I know track and field. That guy was competing when he was eight years old. He didn't just somehow show up overnight and he worked his way up, worked his way up. I've seen training videos. I've seen him train so hard he vomits on the track. Sure is quiet today. I'm talking push so hard that your body begins to revolt. And he'd go over there, throw up, and go right back to to the next uh, thing that the coach is asking him to do, world's strongest man, Brian Shaw, 410 pounds, but he has to he has to maintain that if he wants to hold world's strongest man. Well, it's not just the weights, it's not just the bench press, it's not just the squats. It's 12,000 calories must go into your body every day, and that's not easy to do. That's eating more than you ever eat uh, it combined, usually in one meal. He's doing it over and over. How about that? Six pounds of hamburger every day. You think that's easy to get down every day? He spends hours and hours just eating? Just eating. Well, that, that sounds like, that, like that, that's fun. Maybe after two or three meals, it's fun. But after that, you're like, this is not easy to consume 12,000 calories. This, this is just a lot of chewing. This is a lot of food preparation. This is a lot of going to the store. Because when you're eating about 12 pounds of food a day, you have to go to Costco quite often. Very interesting. But that's just a sacrifice. If you want to be the strongest man in the world and deadlift 1,000 pounds, you have to do that. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Hmm. Acts chapter 2, what's really going on there is sacrifice. They're missing out. They're missing out to catch something greater. Mm. Now, what does the word sacrifice mean in the Old Testament? It's the word korban, and it actually means coming closer to God. So anytime you're sacrificing, you're not losing out. You're actually coming closer. You're coming closer. In the New Testament, when you see the word sacrifice, it means giving your best in order to later receive it back multiplied many times over. Mm. But you'll never get it back until it leaves your hand. Mm. Very interesting. Now, I want to share something with you about King David. This is a man that understood sacrifice. This is a man also that if he were alive today would have been a modern-day billionaire. David had accumulated tremendous corporate wealth, kingdom wealth, for the preparation of the building of the temple which Solomon constructed. But yet in David's own personal life, he was loaded. Woo! I want you to look at the life of a man who understood sacrifice. Go to Second Samuel chapter 24. Are you happy today? Praise God. Second mm-hmm. Samuel 24. Well, see, those 120 people that were in that upper room were missing out on the falafels. They were missing out on the Mediterranean rice and the barbecued shrimp. But something else was going on where they were stepping into destiny. Mm -hmm. 2 Samuel chapter 24, and let's go to verse 18. And Gad came that day to David. Now Gad was a prophet. He from a prophetic standpoint his strength was that of seeing into the spirit realm, so he was called a seer, and he was David's personal prophetic advisor. And Gad came that day to David and said to him, "Go up erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite." So David, according to the word of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. It's been a rough few days for David. He's willing now to do anything God wants him to do. Seventy thousand men have lost their lives. All the way from Dan to Beersheba. In other words, from the top to the bottom of the nation. And it was, also, it was all because David did something that he was not supposed to do. So David has a heavy heart. And he's, re- he's really wanting to get back into that right walk with God. Verse 20. Now Aruna looked and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So Aruna went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Then Aruna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor from you. Please say that. Say to buy it. To buy it. To "To build an altar to the Lord that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. Now Aruna said to David, let my lord the king take and offer up whatever seems good to him. Look, here are oxen for burnt sacrifice and threshing implements and the yokes of the oxen for wood. All these, O king, Aruna has given to the king. And Aruna said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said to Aruna, No! Say that, say no. Some people would jump up and shout, praise God, I don't have to give nothing. How about that? And they'd even say, oh, look what the Lord has done. The Lord supplied it. But David said, no. Say it again. Say no. No. Hmm. But I will surely buy it from you for a price. In other words, I'm not even going to lowball you. I'm going to pay you what it's worth, full price. Hmm. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. But he said, I'm not going to give to the Lord my God that which cost me nothing. Some Christians actually insult God and grieve the Holy Spirit with their so-called giving. Mm. They're actually endeavoring to give that which cost them nothing. And so they have Rummage sales. Just, just the word rummage makes me nervous. Hallelujah. Rummage sales. Used clothing that even the moths don't want anymore. Articles that nobody wants, needs, or even cares about. Canned and old boxed goods that have been sitting on the shelf for so long that the expiration date is so wore off you can't even read it. We're not talking about 30 days past due. We're talking three years and longer past due worthless land that people want to donate to the church land that's out in the middle of some swamp or sunk down in the middle of some ravine and really all they're wanting is a tax write off and they're trying to give the Lord trash woo <laughs> and so they're trying to give a gift that has not a single aspect of grace in it not a single aspect of self-denial in it and there is no note of sacrifice in any of their giving Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. David said that I'm not going to give to the Lord my God that which cost me nothing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe David understood four major points about sacrifice that we in our own lives need to understand. Number one point that David understood is that a gift which cost you nothing, actually reveals a lack of faith in Christ Jesus. A gift that you give that costs you nothing reveals that you have a lack of faith in Christ Jesus. It's basically saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to keep the best for myself because in my heart, I really don't trust and believe that you can take as good of care of me as you would indicate in the scriptures. Therefore, because of these doubts, I'm going to hold back the best. of course, I'm going to keep the best for myself, but I'll give you something, Lord. I'll give you something. And so really, it's a lack of faith. Praise the Lord. Number two, David understood that a gift which cost you nothing... Reveals that you have a lack of love for Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, in Genesis chapter 29, please turn there just for a second. Genesis chapter 29, verse 18, it says, Now Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him. Why? Because of the love he had for her. Woo! See, a gift which costs you nothing reveals a lack of love for Christ. Mm. So he served seven years. And another seven stacked on top of that, 14 years. Because he loved, he loved Rachel. Praise God. Hallelujah. A gift which costs you nothing reveals a lack of regard for the majesty and the awesome glory of God. And I, I, can't, I can't expect everybody to understand that. I certainly can't expect, you know, the unbelievers to understand it. Kenneth Copeland said one time that He was going to record a new gospel album, songs that would glorify the Lord and songs that you can sing along with and worship Jesus. So, you know, you have to go to the recording studio. The recording studio sub-hires the musicians for the live recording. So, you know, they bring in the pianist, they bring in the drummer, bring in, you know, talented people. But they're bringing in people sometimes from the world, okay? And so here's Brother Copeland trying to record a gospel Christian album, and some of the people that are very skilled musicians are sinners, and so they are working on a gospel album. So after one of the songs, Brother uh, Copeland had sang his heart out, but he wanted to do another take of it. You know, because when people in the past, they did it that way, people like Elvis, you know, go years back, they'd record a song sometimes 20 times over until they got it where they thought everybody was perfect because they can't mix it the way we can today. So it was not, not unusual to do it 13, 15, 20 times if you really wanted a high-quality album. So uh, Brother Copeland said, we need to redo that one over again. And the man over on the steel guitar banjo said, ah, that's good enough for gospel. And the blood boiled in Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Why, that's an insult to the Lord. That is an insult to the Lord. Brother Copeland said, I wanted to take that steel guitar and wrap it over his head. Why? Because if, if, if what you're trying to do doesn't cost you anything, there's no sacrifice, it's not going to mean anything to the Lord. And Brother Copeland's like, we'll do it. We'll do it over and over and over and over again, because this is not for the people. This is not for me. This is for the Lord. And therefore, it's just normal to have sacrifice mixed into it. Praise God. Number four, a gift which costs you nothing is is something that you're putting on an altar where the fire is never going to fall. I just need to be honest with some of you. (laughs) People put these things up there. They put it up there, and they know in their heart of hearts that they are, in a sense, shorting God. But really, they're shorting their destiny. And the fire will never come on an empty altar. It won't fall. Praise the Lord. Take a look at it in Malachi chapter 1, the last book in the New Testament. Are you happy today? Mm -mm. Glory to God. We're going to Malachi chapter 1, just before the book of Matthew. Lord, we give you the praise. Woo! Mm -mm. I could tell you a lot of stories about uh, very discouraged offerings. Uh, I think the Lord allows us to experience these things because... There is an identification with the suffering of Christ. Because it happened to the Lord. And if it happened to the master, it will certainly happen to the students. Can you say yes? Malachi 1 verse 6. This is God speaking. A son honors his father. And a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. To you, priest, the priest, the clergy, the religious folk, the ones who talk in tongues. Hallelujah. The leaders. To you, priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. And there in the tabernacle system, you had the table of showbread, and you got priests bringing in there bread with mold on it. God's like, I don't want green-looking bread. (laughs) It's not supposed to be green. And it's not supposed to be hard as a rock. Woo, praise the Lord. You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice... How about that? You bring in your goat, or you bring in your sacrificial bull, and he's blind. Do you know where he's going? Is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? You bring, you bring the cow that's got mange? You bring the cow with the gimp leg? You bring the cow that's the worst in your flock? Is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Hmm. Would he be pleased with you? Well, the answer is, of course not. You would actually be embarrassed to do it like that. Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? Well, no, of course he wouldn't. But now entreat God's favor, that he may be gracious to us while this is being done by your hands. will accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts. Who is there even among you, talking to the priest, who would shut the doors? Really? Come on, if we're giving stale bread... And mangy cows. We may just might as well close the whole tabernacle system down. Because this is a joke in the eyes of God. Who are we fooling? Shut the doors. So that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain. Vain offerings given on the altar in vain. Nor will I accept an offering from your hands. There are offerings that God will not accept. Woo! He can't. He's just too high. He's too holy. Hmm. Praise the Lord. I had a minister call me one day, and he said, uh, "Pastor Stephen," he said, "my wife and I had just bought brand new furniture, beautiful furniture." I said, "Praise the Lord," and he said, "We have to move the old furniture out, but he said we have a couch here that if you'll come over and get it." He said, I believe you'll absolutely love it. He said, it's absolutely beautiful. I thought, well, we actually could use a couch. Now, I said, you you said it's used, but it's in good condition. Oh, brother, it's in sterling condition. I said, well, I'll rent a truck, and I'll, I'll come over and pick it up. He said, yes, you will be blessed. I came over with my wife to his house. You have to understand. Not everybody who's trying to work the Word understands the Word. He's actually thinking, he's sowing. Okay, he's actually thinking, this is good. But you have to understand, the Lord, when the Lord was talking to His people in the book of Isaiah, He said, the problem is, you're not taking my Word to heart. Stop and think about what you're doing. And so, I go over to His place. I rent a truck! I pay money to rent a truck and go over to, to His place going into his house i see all the new beautiful furniture and boy he spent some money you can't get you can't get the stuff he had unless you're running into the thousands and thousands of dollars and i said this is beautiful and he said stephen there it is and i turned around and i saw this thing this thing that shouldn't even be classified as furniture i said what's that he said that's the couch and i have to be honest it so caught me off guard i was speechless I didn't know what to say. Now, if I could have had a little more time, maybe I was a little more prayed up, I think that I'm going to get a blessing. I had no idea that I was, I felt like I was just majorly insulted. And I looked at that. There were thousands and thousands of hairs all over the couch. I mean, you think, hey, can somebody get a lint roller and roll the couch? You can pull. You know, I can pull back the, the, the you know, uh, it's got the padding. You can pull back the padding. There's popcorn popcorn all in there and I just thought Lord I said I, I said either two things are going on he hates me and he's trying to do something really mean to me but I said I know he's not doing that I just said Lord he doesn't even understand what he's doing I said brother I'll take it Do you know why so I could be a blessing to haul it off and take it to the junkyard he thinks I'm getting the blessing. He's actually getting the blessing that I'm picking this piece of junk up and getting it out of his uh, place. So this thing was heavy, struggled and all that, eventually got it to the back of the pickup truck, and I drove it. Now, now let me see if I can explain this to you. There are stores you can take your surplus stuff to, United Way, Salvation Army, Goodwill. And you can get, and you know, sometimes you pull up to them. Some of these stores are in good condition and run well. Others are, they are very, very run down and low. Well, I took that couch to the lowest possible level goodwill that you could go to. In, In all of Southern California, I took it to the place where I could just as easily unload this as possible. And so I'm not saying I went to the, The good donation houses, I went to where the lowest of the low would go. I pulled up in that truck with the couch sticking up out of the back. As the man of God, I pulled into the driveway and a man came running out that worked there. He said, Oh, no, 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 don't you don't. Don't you, don't you do that. You get that piece of trash out of here. He said, We don't take junk like that. I'm not making this up. I told you, I can tell you story after story. I, I've learned, I don't have to receive things if I don't want it. Pastor Stephen, i got a blessing for you. Oh, really? Are you just trying to unload your trash on me? <laughs> Uh, I was in a service one time when the praise and worship leader stood up before the people. I was a guest speaker. He, he was a guest worship leader. And he stood up before the people with a false holiness. He said, I love all of y'all so much that if even one of you wanted my boots, I'd take them right off and get right down and give them to you. Everybody, of course, looked at his boots and saw how wore out and trashy they were. And nobody volunteered to get his boots. I know exactly what everybody was saying. We don't want your boots. They look horrible. Well, I couldn't get rid of the couch anywhere. I'm driving the couch all over the place. Nobody will take it. I put it out in the front yard of our house. It sat there for three days before finally somebody came and picked it up. I said, may the Lord bless you as you take it. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Mm -mm. See, the Lord said, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. Why? Why is the Lord like this? Because if there's no sacrifice, if it doesn't move you, it will absolutely never move God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The brother that blessed me with the couch did one day unload a blessing on me when I really needed it in the ministry. And I was traveling, and I had a low point financially, and he called me and sent me a large offering. He'd broken through, and it was sacrificial, hallelujah. He caught the revelation, he caught the revelation, that if there's no sacrifice, it's, it it has no return coming back on it, praise the Lord. Lord, we give you praise today. How about Psalm 126, take a peek at that, glory to God. Woo! Be happy. Be happy in your spirit. Psalm 126 verse 5. Those who sow in tears. Shall reap in joy. Now I understand the New Testament perspective. That God loves a cheerful giver. And the Greek. That actually means God loves a giver. That jumps up and spins around. And is hilarious in their giving. Okay. But I understand also. That. That. We look at the counsel of the whole word, and there are some times, mm, it hurts to give. And you give, and the seed leaves your hand, and you go home, and you don't have that money anymore, and you think, dear God, did I do the right thing? Did I get like emotionally worked up in the service? That, that, uh, was, I, was this right for me to do this? Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. And sometimes you you work and you gather and you save and you hold it in your hand and you look at it, and in one way it's a lot, but in another way, concerning your destiny, it's just peanuts. And you're just like, God, I worked so hard, and this I, I could have a lot of fun with this in a limited amount of enjoyment. But, I, uh, but Lord, it's just not even close to where I want to be concerning the area of destiny and calling. So what do you do? You sow in tears. You sow in tears. Because to you, it means a lot. It might be $200, but that's, that means a lot to you. It might be a 1000 but it just means everything to you. But you sow in tears, and you reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing... Mm. and if you eat the seed that you were supposed to have sowed now you have no hope and that can be very discouraging but as long as you sow it praise God then you will come bearing seed for sowing you shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing sheaves which is a reference to the harvest with him praise God hallelujah glory to God you know, of course, we have the ultimate gift, which is John chapter three, verse sixteen. I just want to read it to you. John three sixteen. This is the ultimate sacrifice. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Begotten means one and only. You don't have a backup. You don't have like another existing universe where there's another God over there. We can pull another Son. No, that's it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God sacrificed, gave his one and only, gave his best, and didn't say, look, I've got a backdoor plan where well, we can sacrifice Michael. We're going to get him to lay the latest sword down, and then the devil can shoot him with an arrow, and we can work it out like this. But no, 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 no. Sacrifice. Heavy, heavy sacrifice. Why? Because God's giving his best to get it back later, multiplied many times over. So God sowed one son. Now he has a whole family. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, some people that are wicked and evil understand that when there is sacrifice, there can be released negative demonic power. Where from a righteous perspective, we can make sacrifice... We can make sacrifice for you. I'm telling you, you have to feel it. If, if you don't feel it, it's not a true sacrifice. And you feel it, and it will release the power of God in your life. Can you say yes? Glory to God. Listen to this story. This is found in 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 26. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took with him 700 men who drew swords to break through to the king of Edom, But they could not. What does he do? Does he say, well, good job, guys. We tried our best. Let's just go home and call it a day. It says, then he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. He burned his son alive on the wall so everybody could see it as a sacrifice. And there was great indignation against Israel. Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. Evil people who understand spiritual dynamics know there's power in sacrifice. And if you sacrifice, there's evil power that is released. In the story of the rebel warlord of Africa, of Nigeria, known as, believe it or not, General Butt Naked, This was a man who understood how to tap into demonic power. This is a man that would just butcher people and cut people in pieces. He fought totally in the nude. You can imagine the terror of a big, huge man kicking your door down in the middle of the night, coming in covered with sweat and blood and no clothes on with a machine gun and just mowing down your whole family. That's what he did. He was a living terror. And this man would talk about how he would tap into this demonic power, and he would have the ability to vanish and turn invisible. And they couldn't catch him for a long, long time. Even the UN was after this guy, and they couldn't get him. But finally, finally he ran into a force that was greater than him, the power of God. And after dealing with opponents militias that would try to take him out, all being led by unsaved men. He finally one day had a special force Nigerian team close in on him. And the general was a Pentecostal, spirit-filled, tongue-talking man of God. He's the leader of the special forces. And this, this general, butt naked, is doing everything he can. Now and his powers aren't working because he's come up against a greater power. And this is a man that understood that he had sacrificed children to get their blood to have power, demonically, to turn invisible and to do all of these things. But he has now come before a force he cannot, he cannot get out of. And this force is backing him down, backing him down. And God... Oh, the mercy and the love of God. God spoke to that man while he's holding a machine gun, totally nude. Having murdered, don't tell how many people, God spoke to him and said, this is your last chance to repent. Repent now or you'll be dead in just a few minutes. Woo! And he surrendered his life to the Lord, and he's preaching the gospel today all over Africa. Was given a pardon from a UN war Tribunal. And there was a hitch that happened in the trial that allowed him to be able to go free without having to spend the rest of his life in prison. But can you imagine his life having to go back to parents whose children he murdered, having to go to children whose parents were eyewitnesses of him killing them? So his whole life now is a life of much like the Apostle Paul who murdered people. And now you have to go and minister. Wow! Praise the Lord. But see, while negative power can be released, there is a great power in the spirit that comes to those who understand sacrifice. Sacrifice. Can you say yes? There's sacrifice for those to get up early and pray. If you do, God honors the sacrifice. But see, others work it on the other side. The Dalai Lama gets up every morning at 3 o'clock and he's over there offering his chance, offering his prayers, doing what he does, and he's touching the world in a way that's leading people away from God. And leading them to hell. Oh, I'm not saying he's not a nice guy. I'm not saying he's not a humanitarian who does good deeds, but is a false gospel. It is a false gospel. But yet, he's up every 3 o'clock, every morning, 3 o'clock. Why? Sacrifice. They understand sacrifice. One time in India, an American missionary was sitting, oh, about a mile or two from one of these rivers, and she encounters a mother who has just come back from the river with one sick child, and the mother is in Agony, such mental agony, that the missionary said to this mother, this Indian woman, What's wrong? And the woman said, I have just made a sacrifice. And the Christian missionary said, Well, what kind of sacrifice? She said, I have just sacrificed my son to the river god. She had two sons. One was in perfect health, one was sick. So she took the oldest child, took them both, took the the oldest child into the river, held him under the water, and strangled him herself, because she believed in sacrifice. Now, we understand 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the apostle Paul said, they're actually sacrificing the demons, but they don't know that. They don't know that. So this missionary meets this woman coming back from the river, brokenhearted, in great mental anguish. She has just sacrificed her son, and now she still has her other son who's lame and can't walk. And when the missionary heard the story, she's like, well, first of all, she's shocked, which is what happened here with the king of Moab. This, This is like, it creates a shock. And um, and the American missionary didn't know what to say, so she said, "Well, she said if you were going to make a sacrifice, why didn't you sacrifice the sick one and keep the good one?" And that lady shot back with fire in her eyes and said, "I would never sacrifice second best to my God." You see that she gave the good son. She gave the good son. Woo, woo. Mm. Praise God. Dr. Cho of South Korea said he sat with his church members when they had 15 members. 15 members. Today, the largest church in the world. 800,000 members. And it doesn't include the hundreds of thousands they sent to other churches because they couldn't, they couldn't like just contain the growth. And of course, as you know, South Korea is a vast world from the way it used to be 40 years ago. South Korea used to be the way North Korea is today. Deep poverty and famine and all kinds of problems. Of course, you go to Seoul today, you're like, wow, skyscrapers, wealth, beautiful cars, money all over the place, very, uh, very beautiful city, very, very lovely airport. But it wasn't like that when he started that little bitty church, and with 15 people, The word of the Lord came forth. One day, this church will be the largest church in the world. And they believed it. They believed it. Dr. Cho said, we need to take an offering. We can't keep meeting this little bitty place. We're going to outgrow it. We need to take an offering. And everybody sat still. The doctor sat still. The people that were wealthy that, that did, you know, that had a little bit of money sat still. And Dr. Cho said the poorest person in the church stood up with her rice bowl. The only thing she owned in life outside of the clothes she had on was her rice bowl. It's all she had to eat out of. If she gets rid of that, you're, you're eating, you're, how do you hold soup? She got up and gave her a rice bowl as an offering and everybody in there knew that's like she just gave everything she had she has no money she has nowhere to live the only clothes she has are what she's wearing that rice bowl is all she owned in life and she just gave it in an offering that sacrifice and it broke it broke and people began to give the doctor began to give people began to give and the church began to explode in growth God honor sacrifice Praise God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I've told the story before of a prophet friend of mine that lives in Singapore, and he's in a service that he's conducting. He had asked the people to bring a special offering to the Lord. To the Lord. He's not, he's not putting it in his pocket. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to the Lord and it will be used for the expansion of the kingdom, preaching of the gospel. So people are coming with their offerings and placing it in his hands. He holds it and then blesses it and blesses the person. So a person comes with an envelope, puts it in his hands, and he holds it, and he gives it back. And says the Lord will not accept this you are—you have not given what the Lord told you to give and the man exploded in rage and said how can you say that he said there is a check in there for 100,000 US dollars and my, my prophet friend said it doesn't matter what it is God says you didn't give what he told you to give take it back I will not receive it because God will not take it <laughs> Woo! Are we having fun today? Glory to God. That man stormed out of the meeting. Angry. 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 He came back, though, two weeks later. Came back to my friend. Very apologetic. And he said, I have to tell you the truth. The moment that you said that I... He said, I knew I had done wrong. I knew the whole time I was not doing what God told me to do. So today... I have come, and I I have brought the offering that God told me to bring. Now, what had happened is that when he left previously and walked off in a rage, my friend told him that God will not receive your giving unless you give what he tells you to do. And the longer you wait, the more interest he will charge you on top of it. So he actually brought it back, what God had told him to do, with interest. With interest. Mm. He hands it to my friend in the envelope, and he holds it in his hands. And the sweet-smelling fragrance of the Lord. See, it's an incense. You're not giving to a man. You're giving to God. It went up before the Lord, just like when Noah... He built an altar after the flood, got off the ark, builds the altar, and it goes up. And God says, Oh, I like that. I will never, ever curse the earth in this fashion ever again. I'll never do it ever again. Just made God so happy. And Noah brought a few extra for the sacrifice. But you have to understand, you got to be real careful of some kind of species that is going to go into extinction. <laughs> You can only get so much extra on the ark. And he just gave all of that extra. That means the only two male and female surviving couple, God better bless it, or they're going to be off the planet. Because there is no backup for them. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, there's negative power, but there's righteous power. Righteous power. Righteous power. We're only about three weeks outside of Pentecost. Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks, seven weeks plus one day from Passover. But we've cleared Passover. We're only a few weeks away from Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit has asked me to teach you on sacrifice because the Lord wants you to make a sacrificial Pentecostal offering. And the Lord wants you to get it in before Pentecost. Can you say yes? this entire offering will be used for television, the television ministry, the outreach of this ministry. I won't take a penny of it. None of it's going into my pocket. Not a penny, not a dime. It will all be used for the propagation of the gospel through television. As we are now going into production, and with the production, the recording, there is all the production work involved. And we have open doors already for the program. But we've got to get these shows out. This is what it's going towards. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what I want you to do. Is I want you to prepare a special Pentecostal offering. And I want you to get it in before Pentecost. Which is on May 20th. Praise the Lord. It needs to move you. I had saved some money. I've got it over there in my office, and uh, it got larger and it got larger. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I, I, it was fun just to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you could have a lot of fun. I could go in the Best Buy and be the big cheese. I could go here and I, I could, I could, yeah. They would, they would take good care of me because I, I could go in strong but I'm looking at it, and make, just, just uh, you know, you have, kind of have that, uh, who was that, uh, that Mr. Scrooge, Donald Duck's nephew, or whoever, he always counting his money, you know, because when you got some money, and you, it's, it's like extra, you don't even need it, it's just kind of fun to look at it, uh, it's kind of fun to count it, mm. so I'd count the money, and uh, oh, just nice, don't need it, and th- this is not ministry, this is Stephen Brooks' personal money, personal money, and just fun to look at it. And it would grow and it would grow and it would grow. And I, you know, I, I could spend, you know, stuff on it. Don't really need anything, but could have fun getting something if I wanted it. And, uh, oh, to me, it's a lot. And the Lord says, sacrifice. And I'm like, oh, God, Woo. don't tell me you don't feel it. How can I feel it? Pastor Stephen, are you going to give it and go dance through the tulips? Uh, by faith, yes. I'll be dancing by faith, but that don't mean I, I'm feeling like I'm on top of the moon. Because mm, it's got to, it won't, it won't ever work until it leaves your hand. But I've already told the Lord I'm going to give it. I've already told the Lord I'm, and it, look, it's everything I have. I don't have another cookie jar. This is everything that Stephen Brooks has financially. I'm not talking about the ministry. The ministry is also sowing the great seed. But as far as me, no, there is no other backup. It's, it's everything. And I, I can feel it. Because I, I don't want my flesh recoils from I'm it. <laughs> but can I actually ask you, stand before you and ask you to give a sacrifice Will I sit back? eating a five course meal polishing down Twinkies and buttermilk and say give sacrificially while I'm out shopping t- shop till I drop no I can't I can't I can't but here's what God said here's what God said if you'll do it he said I'll stop your financial bleeding some of you you're, you're not even getting ahead you're actually going negative you can't even stay even you're losing money You're losing money. You're you're trying to keep up. But some of you are bleeding financially. And if something doesn't happen, you're going to run dry. Spiritually, financially, you look pale. You've lost your color in your cheeks. Your finances are being depleted. And you need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. The first thing the Lord said he would do if you give a Pentecostal offering... For the television ministry. As he said he will stop your financial losses. He will stop your financial bleeding. You will never go backwards again financially. Praise the Lord. He'll stop it. Supernaturally. Praise God. Oh I feel it as I say it. Some of you have been depleted. You have been depleted. You have been depleted. And what's left. Is just your seed. That's all you have left is your seed. Praise God. Don't eat it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Lord says He will stop your financial bleeding. And He says, if you do this, which is you opening your heart, He says He'll open His hand to you. And He said, don't be surprised if He even asks you what you want. Hmm. Don't be surprised. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'll just leave it up to God how he wants to bless. I understand that. But don't be surprised. Should he even come to you and say, What do you want me to do for you? Because you've given me your heart. I'm I'm opening my hand. What do you want? What do you want? Mmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, as this message travels through angelic propagation... As this message goes forth by the power of your spirit. There are those watching who are like the boxer. Who are on the 12th round. Who are taking a beating and they need a breakthrough. Because they can't stand up much longer. But I thank you Father God as they sow a miracle seed. Something that they can feel. Something that is true sacrifice. You're going to stop their losses. You're going to reverse it. And you're going to bring fire on their financial altar. And things are going to come alive. Things are going to come alive. And you told me that you will open your hand to them. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus. Then, anointing's coming right now. The Holy Spirit is just giving you a number. Husbands and wives, this can be something that you, of course, discuss and talk over together. What should we do? The number's coming now. I had one of my church members come to me one day. He and his wife. Pastor Stephen, me and my wife have had a disagreement. Would you be mediator, arbitrator I said I'll try by the grace of God I don't want to get caught in a in the middle of this but I'll just try to give my advice by the spirit of God they said the Lord has told us to give an offering to a certain minister I knew the minister now check this out this is not even coming to me right so you, you, the flesh could rise up and get jealous and I could take this in a way that would not be truthful from what they're seeking. The husband said, Pastor Stephen, God spoke to us to give an offering. I think it's supposed to be $5,000. She thinks it's supposed to be $100,000. Who's right? I said, said, your wife is right. I said, of course it's supposed to be $100,000. I said, what you want to do has no element of sacrifice in it. That's just something you could throw up on the altar, not even sweat. But you can feel a hundred, can't you? Oh, she said, yes, I can feel a hundred. And he did it with fear and trembling. Not, not like a awful, because he did it in faith. I say fear and trembling. He did it with great respect because it moved him. It moved his wife, but the wife was more like, she was more like, I'll do anything if God tells me to. She'd like give the house away. She'd give everything away. Praise God hallelujah God's giving a number right now husbands and wives if you're not sure uh, it's the higher number praise God smile praise the Lord amen hallelujah glory father we thank you father we thank you I want you to get this seed in before Pentecost May 20th 2018 if you have it now, you can sow it now if you need time to pull it together you've got a few weeks but here's what's going to happen the moment the seed leaves your hand because we're coming into the feast of weeks Shavuot it's only going to take seven days for the harvest to start to come in seven days you're going to start to see the glory of God in your life Can you say yes? This is a Pentecostal fire offering. Praise the Lord. On the day of Pentecost, while others were doing normal things, you had 120 that were making a sacrifice. God rewarded them. Praise the Lord. Praise God. One more time, lift your hands. Father, we thank you that your anointing is coming now. Clear minds, clear minds, everything done in faith, everything done in grace, everything done in love. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you know why I'm going to give my personal seed early? So I won't spend it. (laughs) It's just because it means so much to me. That's why I'm going to give it quick so I don't spend it. Hallelujah. Your destiny is very important. Nothing's out of the reach if you have a seed. It's a Pentecostal offering. Praise God. Praise God. Now, when you sow your seed, I want you to write on it Pentecostal offering. Pentecostal offering. Praise God. I'll take every seed and pray over every single one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Of course, if you want to mail it in, Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, 28117. You can bring it in online. If you drop by, you can put it in my hand. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It cost $1,000 to produce one show. There's nothing about television that's cheap. It costs $1,000 to produce one show. Some of you, you've never sown a $1,000 seed before in your life. Others have. I know in the audience, there's those who've given sacrificially before. But without sacrificial giving, we would hold no Bibles in our hands. We would have no Christian material in our hands. It all moves forward by sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you need to step out and sow a thousand dollars seed. There will be others. There will be others that you have the ability to do more. Now, there will be others as well. Maybe 200 is the most you can do, but it's a sacrifice. I don't know if I'll ever top it in all my life. The greatest offering I ever gave in my life was four $1 bills. That's the greatest offering I ever had. Homeless, broke, impoverished, fallen off the face of the earth. And all I had before I went into starvation was four $1 bills. I saved them for a last meal before I ate them and died. And I gave it in a meeting. And it produced the craziest turnaround I've ever experienced. Overnight when I gave them. Overnight. Overnight. I was given a job, a place to live. I mean, breakthroughs, breakthroughs, breakthroughs just began to happen. And a call, even into the ministry. If I had not given $4, I'd be dead today. And I would not be here. I have no doubt about that. The devil was trying to kill me. One night he almost did. One night he almost froze me to death. I actually heard his voice. Not that I'm concerned about his, because I'm always trying to hear the Lord's. But that night, I actually heard the devil speak to me. He said, tonight, you will become this county's first human popsicle. I'm going to freeze you tonight. And the temperatures got colder and colder. And 18 degrees cold, I began to feel everything go numb. But God began to heat my body. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm here. Praise God. But see, you need moments like this at times. Why? So that your faith is always in the Lord. You never fall back on the deception of self-empowerment. Oh, yes, God works through us. But you always want to have your faith in the Lord. Lift your hands one more time to Jesus. Father, we thank you. We trust you. We thank you for the honor and the joy of being able to sow seed. Thank you, Father God, what you've shown us to do. By your grace, we will do it. And we will be partners in the great end time harvest of the gospel running to the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get ready to take communion. Those in the live audience, the bread and the juice are being passed. Why don't you just grab it and hold it for a moment? Those online, grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Time's running out. The Israelites were in Egyptian bondage for four generations, but yet they came out after how many years? 430 years. So biblically, a generation is only about 100 years, maybe 110 or something like that. But Israel right now is celebrating birthday number 70. And this is the end time sign of the fig tree coming back to life and although we don't know dates we do know that if a generations about 110 or 105 years and Israel is at celebration number 70 time short That's right. and when God moves the dispensations from that of the Gentile outreach and shifts over now to the focus on Israel it's a wrap we're done time's running out because already already many many of the young people the young generation of israel is already turning to the lord many many rabbis have now given their hearts to christ this is even in israel times are changing Seventy years ago, Tel Aviv was nothing but a bunch of sand dunes. You go to Tel Aviv today, it's more developed than Charlotte. It's beautiful. Beautiful. All of that in 70 years. And now leading the world with scientific technology, aeronautics, aerospace, medical, everything. Everything from our cell phones, everything. The leading technology is all coming out of Israel. And would you believe that Saudi Arabia has now embraced, to a degree, Israel as their neighbor saying, we need your protection from Iran. And so Saudi Arabia has opened their airspace for the Israeli Air Force. Unprecedented times. Why? Because now Israel's got the technology, and they're saying, you're the only ones that can protect us from the nut jobs out there. Because you have the ability to shoot down the missiles. You have have the ability to stop Russia, to stop North Korea. You have the ability to stop Iran. And so now we're becoming relying upon you. They will end up leading the world in this area. Praise God. So you see it's already starting to shift. The camera's starting to turn to Israel. Time is running out. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that as we partake of the body of Christ, that we are living in an unprecedented time of gospel explosion, and of wealth transfer, where your people are going to be made financiers of the kingdom, and the gospel will be preached into all the earth. I thank you, Father God, that everybody that's responding to the Pentecostal offering, that you are going to usher wealth into their lives, shut down all of their losses, and you're going to turn on a flow unlike anything they've ever seen before. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ, we receive it in faith now. In Jesus' name, let's receive. As you give your sacrificial seed, God's going to stop the devil from these attacks. He's going to be, the enemy's going to be repelled. Oh, I'm not saying the enemy will stop uh, his efforts to try to hinder you and, you know, pester and things like that. But there is going to be a pushback from the Lord against the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God raises up a standard against him. That's what your sacrifice will release. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. You're going to push the enemy back. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. It's all for your glory. It's all for your glory. Father, time's running out. We completely dedicate our lives to you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Those in the audience, please stand up. Stretch out your legs. Let's sing a song to the Lord. Glory to God. The presence of the Lord is here. Mm, mm, mm. You're going to be way in the overflow. Glory to God. Some of you are going to be able to feed thousands of children that are lacking proper food and nourishment. You will literally touch nations. You're going to have a lot of fun glory to God. Praise God. As we sing this song, lift your hands to the Lord and give Him your heart. Accept the sacrifice that He has highlighted in your life and walk out what He inspires you to do. Thank you, Father. Let's worship the Lord. Praise God.
1: Surrender all to him.
2: Save Savior, I surrender all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe God's going to wipe out debts when seeds are sowed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why don't you have a seat in the audience? Praise the Lord. Mm, thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. Thank you for your healing anointing. Thank you, Father God, for sharp minds, brilliant minds. Praise the Lord. Anybody here who you maybe you feel like your thoughts have been scattered? Um, you've had trouble focusing. You are distracted easily and your mind is drifting. I know we can all have some drift, but you, you feel like you've been in a, a fog or something. Wave your hand at me. Come to the front. I want to pray for you. Come, both of you, to the front. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you today. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Jewel, God bless you. Where are you from?
1: Memphis, Tennessee.
2: Good old Memphis, Tennessee. Some of the best barbecue in America. Praise God. Hallelujah. What do you need prayer for? Your mind, what else?
1: Sure, my mind, and also um, I want that sacrifice. I want to be much closer to the Lord. I really want that, and also my scalp, my hair issue with my. Okay,
2: hair. just raise your hands to the Lord. This is going to be the one that breaks you free, the seed that you're going to sow, whatever it is between you and the Lord. This is going to be the one that's going to break it. Hallelujah. You gone forth continually bearing precious seed. But this one is going to move the heart of God. Hmm. Just like a father loves a child, God says, I'm going to do it. I can't stand to see the enemy upstage her destiny anymore. So, Father, we just thank you that this is going to be a destiny changing seed. She's going to break through and others will look and see your glory all over her life. So, Father, I just release that blessing now. In the name of Jesus, there's your anointing. Thank you, Father God, for mental clarity and peace. The enemy has tried to torment and discourage, but she is going to begin to hear your voice in a very distinct way. The gifts of the Spirit are coming alive in you now, Jewel. Hallelujah. Quickening power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I plead the blood of Jesus over your scalp. I say you're blessed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And every work of the enemy is canceled now in Jesus' name. Father, let your fire touch her now. Now in the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you for Pentecostal in feeling. Mighty in feeling, Father God. Hallelujah. The fire's coming. The fire's coming. You're going to have a visitation. You're going to have an angelic visitation. Thank you, Father God. Much like the prophet Isaiah had, you're going to have a visitation. So, Father, I just give you praise. I thank you for a new anointing. You've been knocking on the door. You've been pounding on the door. God, I want to come into your heart. I want to come into the land of the blessing. And the door is beginning to open now. Praise God. And the Lord says, because you pulled on the hem of his garment and you refused to let go. The Lord says, I'm releasing a prophetic anointing into your life. A prophetic mantle that will be on. Obvious upon your life. So, Father, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Come on over here. Hallelujah. What's your name? Rebecca. Rebecca. What do you need God to do in your life? Um, I've
0: had mental problems for quite
2: a while now. <laughs> Take one step forward towards me. You've had some attacks. Have you had any drug usage or anything? Okay, but you've been involved in some things. Well, the enemies come in? Now your mind, would have, you, have hor- you have nightmares? Do you have bad dreams? What do you have?
0: Um, I, I, I used to um, hear and see things. Okay.
2: It's okay. All right. She, we were in Israel right Praise the Lord. Mm. Since then, God gave her a word. Mm. Okay. Rebecca, lift your hands up to Jesus, your Savior. You speak in tongues? You do. Father, thank you for her. How old are you?
1: Um, 21. All
2: right. Father, we thank you, 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 we thank, you we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, I lay my hands on her now. In the name of Jesus. Satan, I break your power. Yeah loose her in the name of Jesus she's a chosen vessel called forth to carry the glory of the Lord and father the enemy has tried to hijack and steal uh, the anointing as her mother has obviously offered up a lot of prayers but father the enemy has contended has contended but father God is breaking now the new day is dawning in your life you're going to begin to hear the right voice I break off every satanic fog in the name of Jesus. Every lie of the enemy, I break it in the name of the Lord. I thank you, Father God, I anoint her feet. The gospel of peace. Hallelujah, Father God. Hold your hands out. I Release fiery anointing of the Spirit of God into you now in the name of Jesus. Let your fire, oh God, come on her now. Hallelujah. A shield of protection where she has seen things, oh God, that have been unholy and godly. The enemy will try to torment. She's now going to begin to see with the eyes of faith. Hallelujah. The Lord set you free now. The Lord set you free now from the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord say, "Let your hair grow." As your hair grows, the anointing grows. Don't cut your hair until it just gets so long it, it needs to be cut a little bit. Okay, okay. So Father, I just release that anointing. I begin to release that anointing. There's a there is a uh, fire being stirred in you right now to be a. Uh, you you would uh, the enemy would try to say that uh, you're quiet. You you're not a front person but the lord says you're called to be on the front and so i I see the lion anointing the lion anointing to begin to rise up to you and unrighteousness is just going to irritate you the oppressed it'll grieve you you'll say i'm doing something about that and i'm doing something about that now so father i just release that anointing hallelujah you're going to have a psalm 23 encounter with the lord The king of majesty is going to visit you. You're going to have a Psalm 23 encounter. You're going to be so overwhelmed with the peace of God. And the Lord out of that peace is going to speak to you. Father, I just thank you. You're going to have experiences with the Lord. Praise God. You're also called to travel. I've been
0: called since I was four years old to travel over the world.
2: Okay. So you're called to travel. You're called to unravel. The works of darkness. What the enemy has tried to do to you is being undone. And you're going to go around unraveling what he's tried to do to others. You're going to meet people that are on the verge of suicide. Divinely meet them right on time. You're going to be able to pull them back. Pull them back. And the love of God is going to go into them. Hallelujah. Now, you may have to take your hands and grab them and scream, come out but that's a part that's a part of that gift of faith so father I pray right now in her life bless him begin to flow what do you do for work I'm not working right now okay I haven't God,
0: been able to work so far okay God's going to
2: yes okay now watch what the Lord will do he knows right now that a person's confidence can be low he knows that maybe you're a little bit like Gideon Gideon actually thought the angel made a mistake. No, you couldn't be talking to me. I'm the least. But no, God says, I know who you really are. He's going to merge you into a job that's very smooth. You'll be up and going. So the door that he opens, no, I can handle this. This is God's door for me. You're going to like it. You're going to love it. And you're going to start making some money. You have some money in your pockets. And then there will be no turning back. So, Father, I just speak over Rebecca, blessing and peace, breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Father, you're going to get her up and running quickly. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Medications, these things, you're going to be be able to just ease off, release quickly, quickly, quickly. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We speak blessing over Rebecca. The Lord loves you. Hallelujah. He sees great value in you. He has redeemed you with his own blood. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Please come stand right here. So, Father, we just speak blessing. What state are you from? Ohio. Father, we speak blessing over the mother, strength and joy. Hallelujah. You're both going to go. Did did you go to Israel? You're both going to go back to Israel. There's a fragrance coming in smells a little bit like roses or something. It's a light, soft fragrance con- coming in from the Lord. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for glory encounters. Hallelujah. Lord, I just give you praise. by <laughs> The enemies, uh, shot a lot of arrows in your back. Uh, you've been attacked financially. And the Lord is going to turn it all around for you. Hallelujah. Because you're a radical giver. Uh, you're, you're almost on the edge of a reckless faith. You would do whatever God told you to do. And the enemy ha- is afraid of people like you. So, Father, I thank you for restoration. God's going to bring you into gold. And I, I know there's the glory, but God's going to bring real gold into your... Uh, and you're going to be able to sow gold. Hallelujah. And you're going to, have, you're going to just be blessed. You're going to have a storehouse. Yes, you'll be able to say, I'm going to give $5,000 in gold. I'm going to take these 10 gold coins and put them into the hand of the man of God. That God tells me, you're going to be a giver of gold. So, Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, let the mantle that's on these two, mother, daughter, begin to extend in the family members. The, the others begin to see, my goodness, they're blessed. And uh, cousins ask questions and relatives ask questions. And we just thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Glory to God. Father, we just praise you. You can have your seat. Father, we just thank you. Please come forward. Father, I thank you for those that are watching Restoration is coming. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we just give you praise. We thank you, Father God, for meeting those needs, for everybody watching online. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Nice to see you again. Cam and Sue. There was, what was after Sue? There was, it was Sue something. Sue, Sue nee. That's why I can remember it. See, I can remember Sue nee better than Sue. <laughs> what do you need the Lord to do? Neck uh, pain. Nick pain. Oh, okay. All right. Lift your hands. I'm just going to touch you in the stomach. It's going to, it's going to go into your body. Father, thank you. I release the healing and anointing of Jesus. Jesus, I thank you now, fire. I thank you, just rebuke the back pain in the name of Jesus. Now, in Jesus' name. All the heaviness goes in the name of Jesus. There goes, too. All the heaviness goes. I command that neck pain to leave in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. speak blessing over their lives. Glory, blessing over their lives. Thank you, Father God. Mm. Mm. Carriers of the glory. Amen. Do you like your job? What is the next step? Your job is blessed of the Lord. You're at the right place. But you're not going to be there forever. And the prophetic clock is already ticking. You two need to be praying, praying together. What is the next chapter? What is the next chapter? Because you're going to be on the move. You're going to be on the move. Hallelujah. I see you going to Asia. Hallelujah. I spoke in Taiwan once. This couple came all the way to Taiwan. From America to get into the glory. Praise God. Father, we just thank you. Mm Okay. I see some undercover work taking place. Do you get that? You saw that. Say it again. You're going to go, yes. So Pastor Kelly's getting stealth mode. I'm getting undercover agent. And so you will go. Now, those of you watching, please understand. We don't play with stuff like this. It's no fun to go to a country and never leave and disappear. There there are risks. There are dangers. But when God calls you and sends you, there's apostolic protection. So I see that you're both getting uh, a new angel assigned to you. Stealth one, stealth two. We thank you, Father God. So we thank you, Father God. And you're going to go. And you'll, you'll be gone for a while. And while you're in these places, you will go from place to place, helping, blessing, ministering, yes. <laughs> teaching, ministering in the power of the Spirit. You'll say, this is how you do it. They'll catch it, and then you're out. And they'll never know you were there. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for a new anointing. New anointing. New anointing. One day I woke up to go to work and the Holy Spirit told me, give your two-week notice. You will have such an encounter. Hallelujah. Because God had his eye on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Son, tongues of fire on you Flames (laughs) of fire on you Drunken glory on you Hallelujah You'll bring the new wine When you go, you'll bring the new wine Because many will not have experienced drinking this move of the spirit before You'll bring the new wine We thank you, Father And out of your mouths the wine will flow Because that's coming up out of your belly, Hallelujah! And people will be touched as you speak and as you minister. And be, the Lord says, "Be bold in faith, because He'll do miracles yeah. as you minister to the sick. And God will even heal in the meetings as you're ministering and talking." So, Father, we thank you for a fresh anointing. Yes. Yeah. You can stand up. What will be the sign? That you're real, real close. Somebody will, somebody's going to put a candy cane into each of your hands. Do you know that American, that culture of the candy cane? Christmas Christmas time, a candy cane. It's okay if it doesn't mean anything into you or mean anything to you because it will be more of a sign to you. But somebody's going to give you a candy cane. Just thinking they're giving you a Christmas gift. They're thinking they're giving you a piece of candy. When a candy cane is placed into your hand, know that you're going to get ready to go. You're you're close. You're very, very close to being sent out. Okay? So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Double agents for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. What do you need?
0: Um, I have some international funds Mm. overseas that I have to request to be released.
2: Praise God. Mm. Yes. Okay. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, just thank you. Let him come on through smoothly. No red flags with the IRS. No red flags with border stuff father let 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 the border patrol catch all the bad guys the drug dealers and all the bad money lord this is clean money she does everything with very accurate records and books father we speak blessing in the name of jesus let it all come through and let no more holdups and lord she needs it so bring it bring it sustained as that's coming and father we thank you for wisdom you're, you're now standing on a new platform of wisdom that you've never stood on before. And you've had good ideas in the past, and you've done good things in the past, but you're going to be on a totally new platform, which is the highest platform, which is called the wisdom of God. And on this platform, you will never come back. You will go home to be with the Lord standing on this platform of wisdom. You will operate from this platform, make decisions from this platform. And because you love the Lord and you are a good steward, the Lord will carry you into what will even be considered by some supernatural wealth. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord bless her marriage, her family. I see spices. And I know your culture, but I see spices. I see uh, cumin and all of these beautiful uh, spices. What's the Lord up to with that? Oh, oh, um, the Lord wants you to cook for Him, and as you, and as you feed the children, you're feeding Him. You're going, to, you're going to feed multitudes of people. Yes, you'll support ministries. You will f- feed multitudes of people. Hallelujah. Continually on schedule. And you'll do that until you go home to be with the Lord. Those kids will never miss a meal. They'll grow up into adults. And they'll always remember you and call you mother. Thank you. Auntie. Father, we just thank you. We bless you. That is written over your life. Before you were ever born, God had this all planned for you. These are things you will do. So thank you, Father. Let her run to the nations. She'll have to run back because she's she's working both ends, prospering in both areas. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. Lord, we give you praise today. Praise God. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Now, Father, we thank you. This, in many ways, is the beginning. This is the beginning of something great. Hallelujah. You will sow seeds in the future that will be phenomenal. But we can only live in the now. Isn't that right? We can only live in the now, so we will do what we are empowered to do now. Father, we just give you all the praise, because you're the one that gives the seed to the sower. All comes from you anyhow. We bless you. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you that as it leaves our hands, within seven days, you're going to stop losses. financial bleeding will stop immediately we give you praise oh God and the turnaround begins you're going to begin to replenish you're going to begin to restore you're going to begin to bless we give you praise and every financial altar will burn bright we thank you Father and because your people are opening their hearts you will open your hands and you're going to even come to some and say even specifically what do you want me to do for you So, Father, we thank you. There is no other God like you. We give you praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for watching today. See you back next week. Until then, stay blessed. Get your Pentecostal offering in. I will be looking for it, praying over it. And I thank God for you. Let's go out with the song of worship. Praise the Lord. To stand up and worship
1: you came and you lived among us you took on our frame you walked in our pain and now you're taking us higher you stepped into time you laid down your life to save us all our shame, on the cross it was laid, and now you're taking us higher, cause we go from glory to glory to glory, we'll never be the same, we'll never be the same, and we go from glory to glory to glory, and we're forever changed, forever changed call me a friend. You call me your friend, brought into your endless kingdom. And by the blood I was made, no longer a slave. And now you're taking us higher, cause we go from glory. the same and we go from glory Glory to glory to glory, we'll never be the same. We'll never be the same, and You take us higher and higher and higher. We're forever changed, forever changed. Bless the Lord.
2: Amen. Thank you for coming. The Lord bless you. Woo!
1: (laughs) For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.